0: Hello and welcome, episode six, I believe, of bored but lazy Head, uh, recording this a little bit ahead of time here with Steph Still from Steady Steady Sunday Steady Dot on Instagram on TikTok same thing catch her on YouTube Stephanie Still or is it just Steph Still
1: YouTube Stephanie Still TikTok is Steph M Still <laughs> I should really I should really make them all the same thing I know it's probably quite confusing but. Thank you. I'm very excited. Very excited. Thank you for having me.
0: For anyone who does not know you, who are you and what do you do?
1: So I'm Steph. I am a 24-year-old. I live in the Bay Area, California, and I just left last month, just left my nine-to-five job to pursue my business full-time, my business being content creation, and Study Sunday, which is an online community for sober and sober curious young adults. Um, And yeah, just kind of seeing where this next step in my life takes me. I wouldn't say I was at the stage where I was comfortable leaving my job by any means, but I just did it. (laughs) And yeah, here we are.
0: This past summer, I looked into, you know, I just searched like quitting drinking college. And you are like the first person to pop up. So that is, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So congratulations. And then, yeah, just really found your journey really relatable. For anyone who's ever looked into sobriety pages on YouTube, it's a lot of older, like, and when I say older, I mean 40s. You know, it's like, you got to do this for your kids. It's like, I can't fucking relate to that, you know. And it's like can we like I want to talk about like college and you have a bunch of great videos if you are ever curious I really suggest checking you out on YouTube is like your primary, but I see you're you're posting more on TikTok and Instagram and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I'm trying. There's so many platforms these days. It's just hard. To, but yeah, YouTube, I definitely enjoy the most. And I think because it's a search engine, you know, like it's the second biggest search engine besides Google, I think. But you can just search things and, and find them just like you search quitting drinking college. And I think I was in the same exact boat as you when I was first questioning if I was an alcoholic, if I had a problem at 20, at 19, that's what I would search. And I would come across YouTube videos of like, People doing challenges like I quit alcohol for 100 days, but not necessarily because they had an issue with it or they just weren't sharing that. And same thing like coming across people who were doing it for their kids, which go them like yay for them. But yeah, it just wasn't relatable, um, which is why I wanted to I always wanted to start a YouTube channel. And that's also why I wanted to put videos in that space so that when people were searching that they didn't feel alone and they could, you know, find mine.
0: Awesome. Yeah, so really, was this your goal of making content from the start, or did you want? Did you you had a blog before you went sober? Correct?
1: No, no. So okay, yeah, I
0: it started off with fun shit blog, yeah. right?
1: <laughs> wow, you really? Back did in the day. Re-
0: see, I did my research.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I know you and the previous guests. It was so weird, like just stalking <laughs> <laughs> like old stuff. I was like, man, I feel creepy right now. Yeah. Yeah, fun shit blog. It
1: started as fun shit blog. I so I knew I wanted to start a blog maybe a month or two into my sobriety journey, just because like when I was sitting at home you know and all my roommates were out drinking and i was like forcing myself to stay in because i knew if i went out drink like went out with them i would be triggered i would drink and i was really trying to pursue sobriety at that point because i was you know i had been dealing with an unhealthy relationship with alcohol probably since i started drinking at like 17 years old and when i was sitting at home alone like i would write in my journal or i would like think about things that i wanted to write like put in a book not necessarily thinking that i would ever write a book but like Writing was what helped me through those moments. And then once I started to get a bit further into my journey, I realized, oh, I could actually put this writing somewhere to help other people who are going through this. Cause I know, like, at first I thought I was the only 21 year old who was struggling with alcohol because no one was really talking about it. Or so I wasn't involved in the sober Instagram community yet. I wasn't involved in these different communities. So I thought I was the only one. Um, And I just felt the need to put it out there. For that reason, to help people feel less alone. And also, I will never lie about this like selfishly. I thought it would maybe help my reputation that I had built from, you know, drinking and and I knew that I had built a reputation around like the way that I drank and what I did when I was drunk and just all of that. So I thought, oh, maybe people hearing this side of my story could help them see me in a better light. It's definitely. started out as that, but it's definitely like not that way anymore. Like it, it is, I just don't really care anymore. Like what people think about my story, like they can think what they want, but I do, I'll admit that at the beginning it was kind of self, self motivating. Um, but yeah, it started as fun shit blog. That name came to me because when I was sitting, I think it was in class or something. And I was like, Oh, you know, what's, what's this all for? Like, why do I have to be the one to? stay in when all my friends are going out drinking? Like, why me? And I was like, oh, well, at the end of the day, like, it's fun not to feel like shit mentally, physically, um, emotionally. Like, it's fun to feel sober in that sense. And so that's where I came up with the name Fun Shit Blog. But um, quickly learned that that just was quite confusing to some people. And (laughs) I just eventually changed it um, a couple of different times. But that's where, yeah, that's where the idea from the blog came from.
0: Very cool. Very cool. You already touched on it about uh getting sober just quickly like what was it about your drinking habits that really like you were like all right, I have to do this.
1: Yeah, I would say there was a- quite a few red flags along the way, but definitely like in high school I was always the one who was getting drunker than my friends, always the one who was having to be taken care of at the end of the night um, always the one who didn't remember parts of my night like I don't think I I think I can count on one hand the amount of times I drank in high school where I could remember everything um and then definitely when I got to college just the the whole experience and my drinking was exacerbated by being away from parents and having access to older people who could buy me alcohol easily and so at that point I just noticed myself like scanning the, um, happy hour menu to see like what drink contained the most alcohol by volume amount or sneaking shots. You know, everyone would leave to get in the Uber and I'd be like, oh, I forgot my purse and then go back in and sneak a couple more shots. Um, so just all this like secretive behavior. And I, now I realize like if you're, if you're trying to keep anything a secret in terms of your drinking, chances are it's, you know, not great for you, but, um, yeah, just like little thing. I guess those aren't little things, but things that would stack up over time that um, eventually made me reevaluate my drinking.
0: I'm more curious. Uh, were you? Where did you have fears about, like, quote unquote, coming out as sober? And you know, like, was there a reveal to your friends? Like, was it like nerve wracking? Were they supportive? What were your your reaction and their reactions?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a fear. There was, I, I, like looking back when I came out as, came out as sober, I'm doing air quotes, whatever, you know, the terminology is. It was like my friends were like, oh, finally, (laughs) like she's, you know, recognizing this. Um, I, it seemed like I was the last to know that I had a drinking problem, I guess. But, yeah, there was a lot of fear. I didn't want to. I didn't want people to see me in a different way. Like I remember when I first stopped drinking, I didn't really tell anyone. And and even when I did tell people, I just kept doing the same things that I was always doing. Like kept going to bars. Kept didn't change any of my social plans because I didn't want people to see me as like boring. Because that's like what the stigma around sobriety is: is that you're boring, um, especially in college. And so there was definitely a fear. The coming out, the first people that I came out to or like told that I was sober was my two roommates because it was COVID and they were coming back. Um, We had all gone home for a little bit and then they were coming back, you know, when school was like kind of starting up again and they were, you know, decently big drinkers and so I knew that I wasn't going to be able to like tell any more lies because up to that point I was like lying like oh I'm just not feeling it or I just don't want to drink and I knew like living with these people for you know six months to a year more and having to lie the whole time wasn't going to be great so I just told them and then they reacted you know very well to it so after just telling them it was so much easier to tell other people Um, And a lot of times, like same with like going to um, events sober, like the anticipation of it is so much worse than actually doing it. So just, you know, telling them and then seeing how well they reacted gave me the confidence to do it for other people in my life or to tell other people in my life.
0: 100 percent. I could totally relate. I was on fake antibiotics. I still I still like I still am not fully upfront with some people because it is just kind of is like personal in a way it's also like kind of embarrassing there's like a stigma to it i wonder do you think there is a difference in terms of for it is for girls and guys and men and women at least especially like the college level because i feel like while men's mental health is starting to come around i feel like you know girls have always kind of been like put your mental health first And stuff. Do you think there is a difference there?
1: Totally. And I'm glad to bring this up because every other podcast I've been on has been with a woman. So we can just like relate to each other in that way. But I definitely think like just being vulnerable. Yeah. It's something that women I think are more prone to do and it's more expected of women and it's not as expected of men, um, not just with sobriety, but with a lot of things. And I think to just the stereotypical men culture of like beer, football and, you know, shooting pool or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just so ingrained in that culture, like your man cave or something. And again, these are all like stereotypical, you know, binary man things. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think like even my boyfriend, he's been so supportive and he has naturally just like decreased his drinking, not, because he ever had an issue with it but first it was in support of me and now he just like doesn't feel the need to drink because he sees like how well I'm doing without it and he just I don't know he's just more into like health and wellness now um but he's gotten like backlash from a couple of his friends of just like 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 they know me they know my story they know that I'm sober and yet they still give him backlash for like him not drinking so i think that brings up the point too of like if you cut like it's almost like you have to tell people i have a problem with alcohol for them to fully grasp it and like understand it and accept it whereas if it's just like oh it's i don't really enjoy it then people are more they're just more likely to be hard on you and like you're more likely to receive backlash I feel like which sucks that you have to like try and convince people of how bad your problem is to in order for them to take you seriously.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely so for me I was definitely I came back to Syracuse for alumni weekend. Mm-hmm. And if you saw me at a bar, I that was a diet coke or water, mm-hmm. you know, and like I you know, I'm a bigger guy, I would go to the pregame and I would just like Palm and Olipop or something, mm-hmm. or just like mm-hmm. a LaCroix or something. And you. you know, at times well, yeah, but it's it's also kind of like cowardice in the fact that I was too pussy to fucking just be like, yeah, I'm not mm. boozing, guys. You know, so it it was just yeah. kind of tough. And even now, like some of my friends get it, but some of them didn't. Like I don't know if they like interpreted it as like a break or something, but like I had a friend call me at the bar a few nights ago being like dude we're so wasted they're five dollar like well shots dude five dollar century 21 shots i was like oh sick like <laughs> you know it's like i know they're try- not trying to be like i just don't think they like get it but i i haven't been as forthcoming with it as mm-hmm. you know others but it's definitely tough from a guy's perspective
1: yeah and with I know you've talked about like fraternity culture, like that just that, especially mm-hmm. is like so toxic in terms of drinking. And just like, if like going back to Syracuse for alumni weekend, you've made all these friends in college that know you as, you know, Justin, the drinker. And so to go back and like, say you're not going to drink or show them this completely different version of you, which is, you know, in reality, as we both know, the true you or like the real you. Mm-hmm. But they I didn't try you- to
0: punch any of them. This yeah, time.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it, it'll, it'll take them a bit of time. It'll throw them off guard. It's almost like you have to get to know the person again. So I don't think there's anything wrong with like not feeling up to telling people right away. Like I, and I also think that you can have different, things that you tell to different people in your life like if you know like i know that there's some friends in my life who yeah i can tell them the full story and they're going to be super supportive and understanding i also know there's some friends in my life who are never going to get it and so i tell them a different story obviously mine's a little different because i'm so open about it that everyone can just go on youtube and see my full story but you know in the beginning i did tell certain people certain things like i don't think you have to tell everyone everything you know
0: Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely not the most comfortable subject. Yeah. Especially, and it's not very like, uh, you know, some people definitely reacted a lot better than others and no one really gave me too much like shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like, cause they saw like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like a lot better than I was, mm-hmm. you know? And I just don't feel, it, it is just kind of, this goes down to like a little bit later, but you, you and I kind of are really like bucking the trend of getting wild in your 20s -hmm. is there a sense i sometimes feel a little left out not gonna lie Mm -hmm. like do you
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i still feel fomo like halloween especially always gets me it's like these past three years like halloween for some reason has always gotten like i stay off social media because it just yeah it's a drinking holiday when you're in your 20s and I definitely know the feeling of like, oh, I'm in my 20s. Like, I need to be living it up in my 20s. I'm missing mm-hmm. out. But at the same time, what I've tried to encourage myself and others who bring this same concern with to me is it's okay to feel left out. But at the same time, like, who said that living it up in your 20s meant getting wasted every weekend and not, you know, True. remembering your weekends? To me now when I think of like what quote unquote living it up means like it's having genuine conversations with people and like doing things I enjoy like you started a freaking podcast because you wanted to do it like I started a YouTube channel like it's just doing things that you love and who cares like what other people think like to me that's now what I view as living it up not drinking into oblivion and like you know causing complete chaos in my life and in my relationships so just like reframing how i view what the 20s are for has helped a lot
0: hell yeah i would never have started this if i was still drinking yeah i would not be like working out or meditating or Mm -hmm. any self no why you know so completely agree like it is you just got to remind yourself of like how much better off you are mm-hmm. without it. Mm-hmm. And that might be tough for some people to admit, you know, and it, do you believe in, I'm an extremist, but do you believe that there is moderation? Like truly, like, yeah, I, like I, I I, don't really envy people like I kind of used to, who could like drink and like have fun and like mm-hmm. be normal. And like, you know, there are plenty of people with like pretty good relationships with alcohol. Yeah, Can someone have a good relationship with alcohol, in your opinion?
1: I, in my opinion, like p- part of me wants to say no, you know, like the, the part of me that can't drink wants to say no, no one can have a healthy relationship with alcohol because if I can't have it, no one else can have it. Like, that's what I want to say. But at the same time, it's confusing because then I'll see people like my partner who can have one or two drinks with his friends every 3 months and like be fine or i have another you know girlfriend who we're at like we were be be out at the bar and she would stop when she felt tipsy like she only wanted to get to that point and not go past it so i see people doing that but i don't know i i heard this one thing in a podcast once about you know if like if you tell someone I'm going to remove alcohol from your life forever, if that makes you even a little bit uncomfortable, then chances are you're at least emotionally attached to it. You know, maybe you're not physically dependent on it, but if if the idea of removing it from your life makes you uncomfortable, there's something attached there, you know, emotions or just because you've been doing it for a while. Um, that said, like I do, I do think moderation is possible for some people, but for like people like me, like I don't really I don't know if I identify as an alcoholic. like I don't know what I want to identify as. I don't know if I want to put a label on it, but I do know that I have a chemical imbalance where I like can't stop after one drink. so I know moderation will never ever ever be a thing for me. And that was just proven by my relapse like two months ago I thought I could have like a glass of wine um, and ended up just the feeling after two years of sobriety, the feeling came right back of like, no, like I want more. And that's how I knew like nothing had changed. So for me, I know moderation is impossible for some people. A very select few. I feel like it it is. What do you what do you think about that?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm the type of guy where it's like my parents have Halloween. No, no kids came around for Halloween anymore. So we just have a bunch of fucking M&Ms mm-hmm. uh, and like Snickers staring at me. Mm-hmm. And I've been good. Like not that. It's just it's not. I don't want to like say good because I haven't had any because that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I've been good that I haven't had the whole fucking bag because mm-hmm. I fucking want to and it stares at me after breakfast. Are you kidding me? After breakfast, I used to have peanut M and M's. Junior and senior year, my roommate, it was so fucked up. I would literally steal his peanut M and M's and he would be like, "Dude, you gotta like pay for it." I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> and I would. I am such a dickhead for that. But I, I like. I'm just like I wouldn't. You know exactly. I don't identify as an alcoholic or an addict per se you know i'm watching dope sick right now i'm a little mm-hmm. late but great show mm-hmm. The those are addicts you know those are like they are homeless they like need it like it is 10 out of 10 they think they're gonna die without it mm-hmm. like i can make it through a day you know a little bit knock on wood just fine without a drink and i don't really find myself craving that much right now but i can't just have beer if I have a beer, I'm going to have 50. I'm going to have like, mm-hmm. you know, not 50 in that night, but it's like, can't just have a drink. I can't just have a cookie. I'm going to have four at least, yeah. you know? And I'm I not- want to find that place with food a little bit more because at least like, you know, I want to live a little mm-hmm. um, and find that good place with food. Whereas drinking, I just feel so much better without it. And I'm kind of at peace with the fact that I can't. I also feel like, it's kind of with you. This is going to sound so corny, but it's kind of like a power in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's like a differentiator. You know, it's like you're different. You know, it, it, you can just follow the trend of just drinking just like everyone else, but that was just getting me nowhere, you know? And why why fit in for you? You know, that would, a little bit of a rant yeah. there, but
1: No, I I agree. And going back to your point of like dope sick. I haven't seen that show, but I think that like just in the steady Sunday meetings, I hear a lot of people talking about the all or nothing mentality now that it's not alcohol. Like you said, it's, it's candy or it's for me, it's like my business. Like I'll be the first to admit that I'm like addicted essentially to this business and like just working on it. I could work on it all the time. Like I can't, you know, moderate how much I like work on this and productivity and all of that. So I think, you know, it's, A lot of us who struggle with alcohol, maybe not everyone, but some people have that perfectionistic, like, all-or-nothing mentality, which is why we sometimes struggle to have just one drink. But at the same time, going back to your comment of, like, okay, those people are addicts, I think that's where sometimes we get into trouble, where it's, like, that is what people think of when they think of an alcoholic or an addict. The person under the bridge, you know, scratching, like, they can't survive without it, but... That's one of the reasons why, like, I am so open about it because I do have an addictive personality. Maybe I'm an addict. Like, I sometimes I think I am like if something will make me feel good or differently, I'll abuse it. You know, it's happened with Adderall. It's happened with other drugs. So like I identify as that. And that's why I think. Like my content maybe has impacted people because they're like, oh, this blonde white girl, sorority girl can be addicted to something, you know, it's not just the person under the bridge. Like there's this whole gray area where I think people are like, if I'm not like that, then I don't have a problem. But there's the area in between of like, okay, you, you maybe you're not under a bridge, but you have all of this. You, It's not serving you. It's not You're still not Mm -hmm. drinking in a healthy way. And that's where we get into trouble is when we, it's so black and white where it's like either you have a problem or you don't. I don't necessarily agree with like, you know, having a problem or you don't. I think you can fall somewhere in the middle, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I I honestly, like, I couldn't agree more. Like, there Mm -hmm. is like that, you know, blurred line. That is going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much to Steph for coming on. Definitely a more you know, serious topic than I've addressed in the past. Uh, I decided to break this up. Part two might be coming out later this week, might come out next Monday. Trying to figure out a good posting schedule. Uh, and trying to maximize as much as I can out of the podcast. Instagram, YouTube Shorts, TikTok, all at board but Lazy Pod. Check me out there. Newsletters in the description. Everything's in the description. Thank you so much for listening I really appreciate it I know I say it every time, but it is true (laughs) You know Thank you to everyone who listens So, uh, if you missed it I uploaded my first Full length YouTube video Of the slanderous Podcast that is On YouTube, you can listen to it or you can watch it And Yeah, so go check that out on my YouTube channel, Bored But Lazy Just search that on YouTube and you'll find it uh yeah thank you so much i will catch you in the next one
1: peace